0: What's up, everybody? This is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt. And as promised, Matt Murphy is back again for today's podcast. The final four set, cannot wait to get into it with him. But first, double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce, as promised.
1: Matt Murphy back. is back. Back like we never left. I know. Yes, sir.
0: I'm, sh- I'm sure you didn't want to come back
1: after the other thing that happened. I was counting down the days, but yeah, after uh, after this weekend's events, it was it's difficult to talk about some of it, for sure.
0: Oh, uh, right there with you. <laughs> totally feel you, man. As soon as I became a believer in my Razorbacks, they had to... They had to yeah, let me down, man. man. Yeah, but let's start with St. Peter's and Purdue. Yeah, I'm just going to let you take the lead on this. Man, one.
1: heartbreak city, and and I we could talk about this for forever if we wanted to. But the first thing uh, I'll point back to is they are a team. I mean, mentioned this last time. They're a team that can beat anybody. They can get beat by anybody. And boy, did they show that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I not to pull anything away from St. Peter's. Um, I think looking at the matchup going in, some foresight that I think Purdue fans kind of overlooked. Number one, just defensively what St. Peter's tries to do is pressure the basketball um, and force turnovers. And that's something that Purdue has struggled with all year is their guard play struggles with with defense that kind of gets up in and, and pressures up. So that was something coming into the game. I think that yeah. Purdue fans kind of wrote it off and were looking ahead to the Elite Eight where we are. Yeah, we, said, we yeah. said it several
0: times. We're like, great, yeah. great run, St. Oh, Peters, but mm-hmm. we'll see. You. And then, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: they they moved on. Yeah, you're thinking, yeah, they're just way too talented. And that was kind of been Purdue's Achilles heel throughout the year is ball pressure, dealing with ball pressure, and then turning the ball over because of that ball pressure. And I've said, I've, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, the line that I make in my head every Purdue game is if they have 14 or less turnovers. I like their chances to win. You you said it. If they have 15 <laughs> turnovers or more, I don't like their chances to win. It's just that, I know that kind of seems like a fine line, but anytime they've been up in the 15 plus, any, any, any team any being team up that in the yeah. exactly. And with Purdue being prone to that, um, just throughout the year, their losses are pretty consistently, they've dealt with turnovers, high, high amount of turnovers, they're typically losing the game. If not, I mean, and there've been some outliers, but in general, um, that's been the case. And, they had 15. Yeah, I got it pulled up. And that's,
0: that's, that's one possession. Yeah. And they, and they lost yeah. by three. Yeah. And so yeah. It's, it is a fine line, just like you said. It and is. When you're playing in these Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games, everything is a fine line. Yeah, That dude. one turnover, the, the, that one loose ball not bouncing your way, mm-hmm. I mean, it can really just kind of change. It can change everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, so the, the rebound advantage was plus nine for Purdue, and I figured it'd be a lot more.
1: Yeah, they and did rebound the ball well. They did. Um, Especially
0: considering Zach Eadie didn't have a rebound until 18 minutes left to go ah, in the second isn't half. Isn't
1: that just shocking? A um, couple things on that. I, In general, you look at two of your best players, Zach Eadie and Jaden Ivey, combined for 11 turnovers. They yeah, had, that's that a problem. Jaden, Jaden had six, Eadie had five. And I think the more, it sounds weird to say, the more surprising... Of those two is Edie having five turnovers out of the post position. Yeah, seriously. That is an insane stat that you really, you don't see often. That, that big guy's having that amount of turnovers. That is, it's truly it's wild to think about. And he, he did that in 17 minutes of play too. That wild, yeah. That's that's a that's what, one turnover every three minutes? Yeah, that's,
0: that's just, insane, man. That's,
1: and, that's why he only played 17 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to have him on the floor. And I th- maybe it was the athleticism from the big spot that they had, which they did, I mean, yeah. But it's nothing. I mean, he's faced athletic bigs before, so not his best showing. I think production-wise, some of the reasons why. I mean, he still, I think he still was in double digits and still had a, a decent amount of rebounds. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he had. He went,
0: uh, He had eleven points, five turnovers, and only
1: two rebounds. Only two. That is sad for a guy that size. Wow, that is surprising. Yeah. Um, but I think part of that offensively. You saw when he was getting his catches, when he got him in the post, he only got one deep catch in the post, and he literally turned no dribble left hand over the top, and it was the easiest bucket of the day for him. Everything else, St. Peter's was doing a good job of making him get post touches from like 10-plus feet. So he was trying to – I mean, the first play of the game, he got a post touch from like 15 feet and tries this slow back down, you know, and and it ended up in a turnover. And anytime he's going to – you make him put the ball on the floor, that's something that people, I think, overlook is – they, St. Peter's did the work early, made him get post-touches, not really even post-touch, mid-post-touches, where he's going to do damage in the deep post. So he was really frustrating to see. Um, definitely, I mean, that's going to be something that hopefully fuels him next year. If, man, that was really disappointing showing. Um, it's rare. I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. It's rare to see a team shoot 38% from the field and 28% from three and win a game.
0: It is. That means that you played outstanding defense. Mm-hmm. That's really, I mean, honestly, do you want to look up the shooting numbers for the Villanova Houston game?
1: Oh, no. No, <laughs> we'll get into that later, but absolutely, I do not. I mean, okay. that is going to be disgusting. I'm about to say, it's probably worse than that. <laughs> oh, it is well, well worse than that. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, but like, you're right. Like, it is
0: hard to win a game when you shoot, you know, mm-hmm. less than 40% from the field. It's hard to win a game if you shoot less than 45% from the field. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, especially. When you tell me that the team that you're playing against is Purdue, which is one of the best offenses in the country, mm-hmm. I believe that they said that I think Purdue led the Big Ten in points per game and in like th- three-point
1: percentage. Yep, and just efficient. They are just the, they were the most efficient offense. Ken Palm has them ranked number two um, in offense, adjust, adjusted offensive ranking. So, man, you, you don't expect a 64, 64 points from, from them against a team like St. Peter's you don't. at all.
0: It kind of felt similar to the Iowa game.
1: Yeah, where a bit, it's yeah. like
0: you expect the offense to show up because, like, like you said, like if offenses, you know, like Purdue and Iowa hold teams to, you know, less than 70 points, I mean, you just kind of pencil in the W. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's, yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Interesting about Purdue, though, a lot of, I think, I, I want to say, I mean, out of their eight losses on the year, I'm pretty sure at least seven of them, maybe six to seven of them, were when they scored under 70 points. So that is a credit to two things. One, you could think, yeah, that's a kind of an offensive minded stat, but actually is more a defensive thing. thing. Yeah, Because they're saying if you don't score at least 70, you can't win a game where it's kind of a grimy game like it was against St. Peters, like shots weren't falling. Um Jaden Ivy had a horrendous day um offensively. And yeah. And you you know well, you You
0: don't expect that either cuz he was no. He's the best player on the floor every game that he plays. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, they play Duke or somebody like that. And at that point then, it's just a wash. And yeah. so, yeah, I was just... I was disappointed. Because, you know, I haven't moved up here. I've got a lot of friends who went to Purdue and are Purdue fans. So I've kind of, you know, adopted them s- since I've come up here. And I was mm. like, pencil it in, man. Like, we're... Yeah.
1: They're, they're moving on. Hmm. And then that did not happen. It did not. It did not. So, yeah, just to kind of put a bow on that. I did kind of give Sasha Stavanovich a lot of negative comments last time. He didn't, he played a decent, decently better. I mean, he had 11 points. He got to double digits. And um, I want to give Travion props. He did kind of keep them in that game. He, I think he had. He did. He, did he play had a really stretch well. where he was pretty dominant um, and in middle of the second half, which was which was good to see him kind of, you know, you hate to see him go out on to have to leave this tournament, right? He's a senior. And you think of Sasha and, you think of um, who else? Eric conner Jr. also a senior. I he mean, didn't play well either. No, he did not. He, did, so. he didn't score. Did he not? He
0: had zero points. Oh man,
1: that's tough. That's a tough it's way tough. to go out. It is, man. It, it is. So credit to St. Peter's um, and and their work defensively. Um, would have loved to see them beat North Carolina, but they got. They looked like a 15 seed. They finally them, did. Man. They finally did. And I know everyone. Everyone pretty much in the nation was thinking they would show up as a 15 seed against Purdue, and they didn't. And they. No. They they weren't they weren't afraid. Um
0: Well they they are their head coach over there, man. He's just he's really good. He's yes, actually the new head coach yeah. at Seton, Seton Hall, Hall now. now. That's he moved right. on
1: That's right. back to his
0: his alma mater. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite stat about him is he was the McDonald's all American MVP the year Kobe played yeah. in the McDonald's all American yeah. game.
1: Which is just kind and, of wild. and I know there were several other future NBA players that were um a part of that game. So yeah, definitely an uh, awesome story. Um and obviously I think it's cool to look at teams like 15 seeds and 16 seeds in the future are going to look at St. Peter's and be like, why not this us? Team? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not us? And look what they did. And they A lot of it, they did it on the defensive end. People they did. see the big made shots. They see Doug Eddard making threes. And they what they don't, a lot of them don't look at defensively how, yeah. you know, a lot of that was effort. It too, was. man. they, seeing their guards pick up the other person, the other full teams. Full court. Yeah, full court, most yeah. of the game. So, um, really cool run for them. Unfortunate for Purdue. But yeah. it, you kind of saw an up and down all year. They looked really they good in the beginning, kind of down, up and down, up and down. And so a team that's going to succeed in March is, needs to be consistent, but also needs to be able to win games multiple ways. You look at Villanova. I know we'll talk about them a little bit later, how they won, they've won? they won games in this tournament where they've scored a lot of points. They have beat Houston where they scored 50. Yep. You know, 50 to 44 was the final score of that game. So teams that are, number one, can be consistent, two – can win, can win in multiple ways. ways. And like Purdue that. really can't. Yeah, they just really got to score a lot of points. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Frustrating frustrating to end, I think, is going to go down as one of the most disappointing Purdue teams. Mainly because, I mean, yeah, they got 29 wins. But no regular season Big Ten title. No Big Ten tournament, tournament title. And you'll lose to the fi- first team yeah. to ever lose to a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's tough.
0: Really tough. It's a tough. tough way to end it, man. Really, God. really tough.
1: And actually, uh, they had someone transfer out today, Isaiah Thompson, uh, oh, who's man. not a huge loss for yeah. them. Um, it's interesting; they were going to need a guy in a transfer portal anyway. So interesting to see. I mean, they they are bringing back oh. some talent. They're they're losing four guys, but they have a pretty intriguing young core. But this was the year, man. This yeah. was the year that they were primed to. It looked like the Red Sea was partying, if you will. Um, not to give any disrespect to North Carolina or UCLA, but you're sitting there in the Sweet Sixteen playing a 15 seed, and you've got a four seed and an eight seed across the board. You like your chances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Frustrating to see. It was one of the—I'll wrap it up by saying this. It was one of those games where, especially as a Purdue fan, you're thinking, man, you're watching, and it's like— it's kind of like a train wreck. Like, you can't look away, but you really want to. That whole time, I'm sitting with Purdue people, and it was so hard to watch. And you have to watch. You have to watch, but you're like, the whole time, you just knew that it was going to— and in a loss, like, it's just one of those games that they're turning the ball over, right? And weren't really shooting the best from three especially. So, yeah. I mean, frustrating to see, but hopeful for the future, of course. Yeah, for hopeful. sure. And, you know, as, as any good fan should is. Be. Should be, yeah. Look. W-
0: one last thing mm-hmm. about the St. Peter's run, and then we really will move on. <laughs> I think that their run also speaks to how much talent there is in college basketball mm. because— you know, you know, every time that a low seed like that makes a run, they always bring up the previous teams to do it. And Florida Gulf Coast was to do it back in, like, 2009. And then we had the Oral Roberts team last year, who was a 15 seed, yes, who, who made a run to, to the Sweet 16. Obviously, you know, we had St. Peter's this year. And when you look across, like, all the 12, 13, 14, and 15 seeds, there's, like, borderline fringe, like, in- NBA guys on those rosters mm. Maybe not St. Peter's, I don't know if they had a guy like that But they've got guys who are going to go over to Europe and play Yeah, talented dudes, yeah and So I just think it speaks to the the amount of talent in college basketball
1: Yeah, and it's interesting from a recruiting perspective Thinking about, hey, look at how 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 good St. Peter's did in assembling that team yeah. In a way that they could compete with some of the best Recruiting schools in the nation, right? Kentucky being one of them So, um, yeah, and and I think too, looking at Just in general, shot or tough shot makers. That some of these smaller schools, and I think it's kind of where the game is progressing. The game as a whole is like, man, is that a bad shot? Probably, but it's tough to guard. Like some, like some of these mid-range. Like St. Peter's made some tough shots, and and um, just in general, some of these smaller schools. You, I think you can see, like maybe it is a little bit different style than a team like Purdue, a very systematic team, but. I think that's something that Purdue did struggle with, of like when the this you know when the play when the set didn't not didn't go as planned, what happens? Yeah, and I think St. Peter's did a better job of when maybe the set they're trying to run didn't work. They were they made tough shots, right? And it, Purdue even had some possession. They defended well um, and made some shots. So just smaller schools in general, I think it's cool to see talented dudes. Yes, that are going to succeed in a system where yeah, maybe it is doesn't look like some of these bigger schools, but awesome to see that you know for that, sure that. Guys that aren't recruited, They're I love Shah- Shaheen buckets. said after the game, after one of the games, you know we're we have a roster full of guys that that are convinced they should have been recruited by Kentucky that this have that chip awesome. on their shoulder. That's awesome, man. Y- awesome. Yeah,
0: and to make those runs, you have to have that that kind of outlook on it for sure. For so sure. M- moving on to my, my guys, yes, my Arkansas Razorbacks. The Razorbacks. I the had, Hawks, no faith, yes, had no faith. Had no faith in our ability to beat Gonzaga. And they did, and they did it on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah, and they just took Gonzaga completely out of what they wanted to do offensively. They didn't let them run, and what what was so impressive to me was the discipline that Arkansas showed, and when they chose to run, mm. every time they got out on a break and they pushed the pace, it seemed it seemed like they always scored. Was really impressed with them. I did a whole thing on this the other day, so I don't want to go too too in depth on it. But uh, last thing. Um, Four of the five fouls that Chet Holmgren committed were fouls. The fifth one was not, but the first four were. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all I'll say about that. All that right. <laughs> and, that and, and Eric Musselman, man, he's... Shout out Muss, man. He's one of the best coaches must in the country. Bus. Yes, sir. I mean, he's, he's just incredible. Now, I'm going to eat my words. Uh, the, the Duke game did not go very well. It did not, no. And look, for me, I'm, I'm sure the frustrating thing for you in the Purdue loss is you walk away feeling like we didn't play our best game. And you know in, in like the back of your mind that if you play St. Peter's in a seven-game series, yep. you're going to win You know, in, in five games, for right? Sure. You would hope, yeah, Yeah, you would hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think the thing for me walking away from the Duke game is Duke's just better. They're, they're just better than is. They're mm. They're more talented. Mm. And watching Duke just basically pick who they wanted to play one-on-one and then, and then they'd go score.
1: Yeah.
0: And look, at the end mm. of the day, there was just a huge talent gap. Williams for Duke just He's dominated tough. the class man he is tough
1: and yeah so they had, I, they had uh four guys in double figures
0: which is so tough that to is beat
1: so tough to beat they shot
0: even though Arkansas had had three guys in double figures and one guy with nine
1: but still but still I mean it is who and but like um, those some of those I mean that's 18 16 14 12 like that's not just bare, like yeah pretty pretty uh versatile attack there offensively they shot point. Seven percent from the floor. They just Dude, went one on
0: one and just scored whenever they wanted. It was really impressive to watch. Like the Arkansas fan was like, Golly, can we get a stop? And the other party was like, That's just like there's there's, there's nothing you
1: can do. Yeah.
0: And so they being only able took, to walk away took, from they it. Four,
1: they only took ten threes. I know. You're four for ten for three. Wow, that is
0: yeah. And that, yeah. that was Arkansas strategy. We're we're gonna run them off off of the off off the three point line and then kind of let the back end of our defense, mm. you know, do do what they do. But look, we got killed on the glass. We only had twenty five rebounds. I mean, it was just, it was bad. Yeah. J.D. Notay didn't play well. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Mm. And so I've I've got a question for you. Yeah. As as a coach who manages players and minutes and things like that. So Eric Musselman plays eight all year. Yeah. And when you're a guy like J.D. Notay who comes into the year, you know he's going to be a big part of the offense, the focal point of the offense. We saw him not play very well the entire tournament, and I think it's simply because he's playing 37, 38 minutes a night through the entire mm. regular season. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like that's a lot of minutes but at the same time this dude's like twenty twenty one twenty two years old what do you think about that in terms of like how much of an effect that had on him
1: man, or- it's an, it's an interesting perspective i mean coaching at the high school level is a lot different in it ter- is. like much shorter seasons i mean they're what they were twenty eight and nine like that's just, that is a, it's a lot of games high thirties that's a lot of games um man it's it's interesting to think about that and it didn't Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it's not that he just didn't play well. It's more that he didn't really shoot well, right?
0: And I feel like a lot of his shots were short too, yeah. which
1: is usually cuz you're you don't have your legs. Yeah, I think I think part of that might be a product of at the end of the year you do play a lot. I mean, did, how far did they go in the at the end of their conference tournament? They uh semis. So, I mean, you're playing a lot of games in a row, right? Yeah. And then you're jumping into you're playing two two in 4 days or two in 3 days, two yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think it depends on the system. Eight's not a crazy. You said he's he's played eight, but it looks like basically like six, essentially. I mean, like eight, maybe eight deep, but it's those last two. guys... It's like at least six eight. or seven. Okay, it's an interesting thought. I I don't maybe I don't think that that is necessarily the a main reason why. Yeah, because well, you obviously
0: look at, you know defenses are keying on him because he is the main yeah, the main focal yeah. point. But at the same time, I just. And it's not necessarily that he didn't shoot well, but it's just from three, he was really bad. Yeah. Two for twelve against Gonzaga. Two for five against Duke yeah, isn't I bad. Yeah. But
1: I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that it is interesting. Um it, it, I think in general, is it a factor? It absolutely is. It'd be it'd be ignorant to say it's not. Um but with a with a guy of his caliber that's been around the game, what, what year is he?
0: He's uh I think he's it's tight he's it's like his fourth year
1: but he's yeah. technically a junior cuz of all the covid stuff. Well, he's I think at the at these levels, right? At the high levels of D1, the the NBA as well. Um I I don't know if that's a huge factor. Um it's definitely part of it. I what I think might be a factor is you look at you're playing Gonzaga and then you play Duke the, you know, th- two, two days, days later. later. Yeah. And like those are two not that you take games lightly, but those are two huge games, right? And, yeah. and every game down the stretches is, is like that. So I, I think guys potentially could get, you know, fatigued a little bit, especially offenses that are built around uh, note like Arkansas is. That, that is what I think I would look to. Not necessarily the amount of games he's played, the amount of minutes he's played, what he's asked to do on the offensive end. It feels like he takes a lot of shots. He does. He's in- really involved in the offense. So I, I would say I would probably point to that instead of, the amount of games. Okay. But yeah, that makes sense. In general, yeah, tough to see uh, a guy like that that's really talented go up against. I'm, Duke I'm, Bet.
0: I'm hoping he comes back for one more year. I'm, I'm looking at mock drafts. He mm. may be like late second round pick. Late second?
1: Yes. Oh, so if I would go back, if I was, there. Um, he's not you know, guaranteed contract. He's six
0: one, six two. He mm-hmm. still needs to develop his his playmaking side of his offensive game because, mm-hmm. like, he he can score, he can go by yeah. what feels like anybody. He's got he has a good jump shot. The question is, can he facilitate at an NBA level? And I'm hoping he comes back because if he comes back, Arkansas could be the preseason ranked number one team in the country. Are they losing anybody? Um, so our, our second leading scorer is going to leave. Uh, Trey Wade's going to be gone, and hey. Audis Tony may or may not come back. I hope he does because he's a great defender. And then on top of that. They now have the number one recruiting class in the country. Wow! With three McDonald's All-Americans having signed to play there next year, and then three other high-ranked four stars. Wow! So how about it, Musselman? Yeah. Well so done. Let's just say well that done. the talent gap won't be there in the Elite Eight next year.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: So I'm keeping an eye out for the Razorbacks next dude, year. We're, we're coming. That's amazing. It really Good. is. So, but let's let's move on to the Final Four. Kind of get get ready for those games. And uh, I was wrong again. That's just part of that's part of this. You're know, you wrong sometimes. And Kansas it. is indeed in the final four. <laughs> After trailing by six at the half, I felt so good. Oh, I yeah. was like, "Oh, they're down six at the half. Easy money. Come on now." <sighs> I I told the people that Kansas was that they were frauds, and then they man. won by like twenty five. Man, outscored Miami by like 26? forty six. They they outscored them like forty seven to fifteen in that the second is half. Insane, which is just incredible. Like that. Not only speaks to defense, but it also speaks to Miami just going cold. Mm. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I mean, but yeah, tip of 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 the cap to them. I really like Villanova though. Jay Wright back in the Final Four again. Yeah,
1: and it's, when are we gonna start talking about him as a coach? I don't know. Along with some of these other guys, I mean, he's going for number what, three, his third, and he's, he's going he's, for his third. That's in a not not a super long span, is it's,
0: it? It's not. I mean, he he can coach. Yeah, he's I mean.
1: They're tough. You, you they're, said it earlier. They're not like a loaded team. Like They've got... Do you know what I mean? Connor Gillespie. He's he's a bucket. Yeah. He's a bucket
0: getter. But no, just, I, I just mean look at, from
1: a talent perspective, I look at Duke. I look at North Carolina. I look at Kansas even. You're right. It doesn't, doesn't feel like they're on the same level. But they win. They do. And they play well together. I, it's just... I, I think that's a huge credit to, to him, to Jay. Because, man. Looking at, just looking at the rosters, I'm not... Just looking at it from a pure talent perspective, I probably would not have guessed. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I was in the same it. boat because
0: so. I, I watched a lot of of the Big East this year and just wasn't a believer because I didn't think the Big East was as good as people were saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like Villanova is going to be good, but I didn't think that I didn't think that they make the Final Four. I can tell you that much. Man, and they're they're good. They're Credit weird. You know, they're big guys shooting. Their guards post up. Yep, and I think that's part of the reason why they're so effective. It's just because it's just a weird offense to get ready for.
1: It is. And it is. He's got a nice, I mean, I looked into his system a little bit, four out, one in, and some of the movements off of it are, they're, they they toe a line, and it's a good line from a coaching perspective of, you want to give your players creativity license to say, hey, I want you to not, don't run a play, play basketball. Like, as a coach, you want them to be creative and you want them to make reads and react to those reads and counter off of those reads. But you also don't want to say, hey, just go. Just go play pick whatever. Up. They do a yeah. good job of like sticking in their system of their four out one in system. And like there are some variations off of it. But in general, it's like, I think it's towing a perfect line between the creativity of the players, but also you have structure and you have some rules in the system where it's not, they're just doing whatever they want. Uh, like an AAU tournament, like they're it—it it is a good fine line, which um, I think it makes them tough to guard because a lot of what they run is they're making reads, but they're rules within that that kind of read and react set. So for sure, yeah.
0: So I, I want to talk about Bill Self a little bit while you know we're kind of talking about head coaches. So Bill Self has been the head coach at Kansas for seventeen years. Wow, that's, that's a long time. Yeah. Do you know how many how many national titles Bill Self has? Oh, man, I don't know. He he has one. Okay. Which sounds like a lot like another head coach at a blue blood school that we love to talk about and give him a hard time for only having one national championship. That's John Calipari at, at Kentucky. Wow. Who's only been there for 13 years. So four years left or
1: four years less. less yeah.
0: And I just, my, my question is like, why don't we talk about Bill Self In the same category of how we talk about Calipari, where they both recruit really well. Mm. Which look, obviously, I think winning the NCAA tournament is the hardest thing to do in sports. Maybe not the hardest thing to do, but like the hardest championship to win. Yeah. But at the same time, like Kansas has had plenty of talent come through there, just like Kentucky has. Yeah. Several, several guys in the in the NBA, Mm. and still only one national title to show for it. I just, I think it's interesting how we don't. I feel like we don't view them the same. What do you kind of think?
1: I think you're right. Um, are you, so are you saying, when? could you kind of elaborate on how we don't view them the same? So I think that, like. Just before I answer that. So maybe part of it is, so like after,
0: you know, St. Peter's beats Kentucky, maybe it's just because Kentucky's ridiculous. Mm. There's murmurs from this fan base of, we should fire John Calipari. We should move on. We should go get another head coach. Oh, but with Kansas, you never hear that. There's mm. ne- Even when they're down. Yeah, you never hear murmurs. Of okay,
1: that. got you. Um, yeah, I. Interesting to think about. I, maybe it's in my mind, Kentucky, maybe has the edge on the type of players they get. Um,
0: yeah, potentially they, they
1: probably do, but, uh, but I, not I by much, though. But yeah, not seriously. by much. Not and, like, by much. They're,
0: they're both blue, these blue blood programs.
1: Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. That is interesting. I. <laughs> in terms of the people calling for Calipari's ed... It's, it's after laughable. a lot. I mean, it is considering, that's probably just a knee-jerk reaction. Where It is. Any, I mean, people were calling for Painter's Head, too. I mean, not as a consensus, all fan yes, yeah. but there are certain fans, yeah, that are going to be saying that, but that's a, that is a good point that, resume-wise, it's probably close. I don't necessarily know about conference championships for both of those. I'd have to do more research into that, but... In terms of the one championship, I'm just I mean saying, like a team that is consistently a top one, two, three seed. And that's probably for well, you said he is seventeen, 17 years. Seventeen
0: years. And he
1: so Ooh, I, I was
0: I was doing research on this today because I know I was gonna bring it up. Fun fact Bill Self is the youngest coach to reach seven hundred wins in college basketball. And so yeah, I don't I don't know. I just I, I think it's this interesting <sighs> thing. Because, you know, like I said, I think that the programs or, like proud programs who love yeah. college basketball. Mm. And m- maybe it's you know like we've seen, you know, Calipari, you know, struggle to get out of the first weekend e- every now and then, not not super often. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like Kansas is a pretty like solidified. We're going to see them in the Sweet 16 competing to play in the Elite 8. So maybe maybe that's why because he doesn't potentially doesn't lose to these
1: lower seeds, but still like Yeah, I I would need to look. I I think in general we can tr- we can put a lot on coaches. Um, they do play a humongous role.
0: Especially in college um, basketball. They do.
1: They do. and, and it's, Yeah, especially in college basketball. I I think the one thing, just just even looking, I mean, if you sit there and look at a bracket, like how many, you get to win six, six games, six in, games in, a row. in a row against teams that all deserve to be there. Yeah. It is... Extremely hard to do. Man, it's tough. And... All it takes is one slip-up, one off-night shooting the ball. Like, that is—I do—I'm kind of torn. Because as a coach, like, on nights where you're not shooting the ball well, like, if your players are getting good looks, you're just not making them, like, figuring out a way to win in the, on those nights is huge. And and you, you have to—I'm a firm believer. You have to win at least one of those games to win a national oh, championship. without a doubt. And, Which, like—
0: Villanova's done. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent.
1: And Jay Wright has proven. Yeah, that, that he, he can, can coach teams like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd say in that sense, like having a coach that you're confident that can win. And we talked about it earlier a number of different ways. And I can't say that for Bill Self. I mean, it's gra- it's crazy interesting. He's, you said he was one of the youngest to seven hundred wins. The youngest. The youngest. Okay. Well, that's good for him. I mean, and that potentially is why. Maybe. Um, yeah. That people aren't. Necessarily chirping for his head, but and he is in the final four this year. He so. is in the final we'll four. We'll see. This year. I mean, it's we'll, very true. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. and they and they have looked good along the way. So they have. Yeah, so. maybe that'll. That is a good question, though, John. That is a good question. <laughs> maybe one that I'm not well equipped to answer. But.
0: Yeah, but moving on to, I think the game that I think everybody has circled, like the game that we didn't expect to see, Duke North Carolina coach K taking on the Tar Heels for the final time. He has a chance to avenge getting blown out at Cameron Indoor.
1: Is there a better storyline? Like, could there have been a better storyline? And Is this is this in the top five of best games and potentially the be- best games ever in college basketball oh, history?
0: Oh, it, it has the hype to be. It's I mean,
1: in terms of storyline, you'd struggle to find a better one. Yeah, like, I mean, better, like top five before the games even happen. I think people are already kind of putting that in. Putting that this game and has happened yet, into the conversation. Oh, because it, it just should the be the storyline.
0: Yeah. And you know, UNC is hot right now. the The fact that the way that they beat Duke the last time they played, I think, really feeds into this as well. Because you know that Duke's coming out not only looking to to potentially play for a national championship, if that's not enough motivation already, they get to possibly mm. get some revenge on getting blown out on, on their home floor. And Duke's been hot too. Okay, like they, they shot fifty five percent from the floor against Arkansas. They didn't miss a shot in the final nine minutes against Texas Tech. I mean, like they're they're playing as well offensively as as anybody that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm so excited for this one.
1: It is it is truly amazing um, that it's just straight out of a storybook. It really that they is. walk into UNC, walks into indoor Cameron and beats Duke on a night where Coach K literally had to apologize. After the game. During was, his
0: like ceremony.
1: He apologized and said this is not an indictment. So, I mean, could not be and obviously the rivalry um that goes years back. So
0: it's also the first time Duke's played North Carolina in the tournament. Oh I know, isn't that insane? It's that just two
1: and two really so good fitting. programs like this. Oh, it is so fitting. So, and to me on his last season in the Final Four, just nuts. I think uh, each team. Throughout a year, and this goes for multiple levels, has a moment. Like you have the rainy days, right? You, you have you have the mountaintops and you have the valleys. Where you have the valleys, a good team is going to respond from those valleys. I would argue Duke's Valley, probably their senior night. Probably. Coach K's last game and getting manhandled by UNC.
0: I think the other thing is, too, with that game is there's so much pressure to win that game. Yeah. More more than any other regular season game. You know, it's senior night. It's Coach K's last game. You're thinking about the ceremony after. You know, I'm sure some of those guys on senior night, you know, the freshmen are probably also thinking about potential NBA stuff. There's just a lot running through your head. And so I think that in terms of, like, the playing field, in terms of the mental stuff pregame, is going to be really similar for in terms of, you know this is for a chance for us to play for a national title yeah so whereas like when UNC went into Cameron Indoor it's like mm. we're here to spoil coach yeah. K's night and like that's that's it
1: <laughs> so i'm whew, and and duke obviously i mean in that valley great teams respond and they, they, they have responded and so yes, and, yes in a have. very very dominant way so it it will be interesting to see that like i and i think you got to think that Duke's coaching staff is just going to be in their
0: ears oh, yeah.
1: about. And using that, you know, some footage from that game. And I think you look at, too, the coaching staff um, from UNC kind of celebrated that game that game, oh, yeah, and, indoor, and Cameron indoor it with a little bit more passion than, than I think the Duke coaching staff uh, liked. And there was some... No look on the handshakes. Yeah. There was even one guy that didn't handshake the head coach. So yeah. of North Carolina. So obviously there is some bad blood there, just from this season specifically. There's a historic rivalry at, play, at You know, at, at stake and man, again, kind of a storybook type type of game. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know who would I give the SG Man, North Carolina is playing some really good basketball. They are. They're playing some really good basketball. And they've got so many guys that can hurt you. That's that what makes them unique. And Duke's the
0: same way. They've got mm, four guys who can go get a bucket.
1: Both of these teams, and
0: it's going to be looking, high level. Just,
1: just looking at some of these elite eight teams, and then who end up winning. Like looking at a Duke and a North Carolina, most four, if not five, guys on the floor at all times for both those teams can hurt you offensively. Oh, yeah. And there is a lot of there aren't a lot of teams that can say that. There's not. There really is not. Um, a lot of teams have two or three, you know, main scores, and they've got some guys that maybe are good rebounding the ball or good defensively, but North Carolina and Duke both, hey. every single guy on the floor can hurt you yeah, in a variety of different ways. So North Carolina is special, man. They really are. They've turned a corner. Shout out to the coach, man. They've, they've, they've done a really good job. It's his um, first year there, too, which is really yeah, impressive. Yeah. And
0: five out of the last six coaches at North Carolina have reached a Final Four, mm. which is Insane.
1: Very, very, and, very just a great program. Um and they've got some they got some dudes. Got, they've got some dudes, man. They really do. Everybody talks about I think Brady Manic, just because of oh, he's playing some really good basketball, but they're center too, man. They're what's good. His, what's his name? I am uh not, Baycott. Baycott. Baycott, yes. He is playing some really good he's basketball a handful. Though. He's, he's, he's he, the reason
0: he, why they won the Baylor game. He he and he, he,
1: the point guard RJ. He's averaging like man. He's got to be averaging a good. <laughs> I it's got to be in terms of rebounds. Baycott's got to be fifteen.
0: That's a lot like of on really the. Sense. I'm
1: talking about just in the tournament. Oh, okay. Just I in was turn- like so no, on that's the season. A lot of rebounds on the season. Man. He's like twelve and a half.
0: That's that's still that's ridiculous.
1: But oh my goodness, man, he. He's he's been really really good for them. So, but but that that game is, I mean. We could talk about that game for hours because it's just it's just incredible. Um, the storyline, the talent, the it's, the rivalry—I mean, everything. Coach Gay's last year, just, yeah.
0: I think hmm. it's I think it's safe to say that the final score of that game is not going to be fifty to forty-four. I, safe to say,
1: <laughs> safe to say, just with the amount of firepower that
0: honestly both I'm, of those teams have. So. I'm hoping that we get. Do you remember the uh, the Kentucky Duke game from a few years ago with Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox? Oh in the, yeah, or, or was it North Carolina? No, I I think
1: you were right the first time.
0: Okay, I think so. And where the final score like a hundred two to a hundred.
1: Oh like, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and
0: yeah. you you could get the same kind of thing here. Maybe not 102 a hundred two to a hundred. High school. But game. you could get like ninety two to eighty eight. High scoring game, man. Which is just going to be so much fun. And mm. like the, the Villanova Kansas game is just going to feel really different from this Duke North Carolina much game, different. which is really a shame because like Villanova Kansas should be an awesome game, mm. but. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. So, I'm gonna make you. or We're both gonna put our, our 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 flags in the ground, so to speak. Okay. In terms of who who we have win in each game, so who do you like the Villanova in the Villanova Kansas game?
1: Okay. Um, Villanova Kansas game. I'm gonna lean on. I normally am not a big Cannon Palm guy in terms of just analytics and looking at, but I am gonna lean on Kansas is four. Overall, are they really? Which is surprising. Um, Kansas is four, Villanova is nine, Duke is eight, UNC is 16th, and just overall. Wow. Um, so both offense and defense. So I'm, man, Kansas is just, they've looked really, really good. They have. And I did not know that, I, I think defensively they were better than I expected. Yeah, yeah I think um, you I,
0: said they were like, they were second yeah, or something or like no. that.
1: No, um, they're, I think they were like, like seventh or eighth, but in general, just looking at them, offensively, yeah, pretty solid. Defensively, I didn't expect them to be as ranked well, as high as they as they were. So,
0: well, o- offensively, you know they have, um Baji or Baji, yeah, however Abadji. you say it. And look, he's you know he's there's a reason why he's a finalist for National Player of the Year. Oh yeah, and you know it's really rare when Connor Gillespie's on the floor that you're going to say like there might be a better player than him on the floor. Mm. So are, are are you taking Kansas? Is that is that what I'm
1: hearing? So yeah, so that's what I was getting to. If, if they what they can do offensively in in tandem with, I mean, Villanova and Kansas both actually in the Kimball rankings are really similar defensively, but Kansas I think has the edge offensively. So I'm going to go with that. It is it is. I do think it should be a really good game. Um, it always feels weird picking these games because both you teams are know. so talented. Yeah. So I'm I will roll with Kansas here. I'm going to go with Kansas, and I'm going to say. By six, ooh, Kansas by six. By Kansas six. By six. Yep. Okay, there should I'm, be a
0: close one. I'm going to take Villanova. Okay, off, off the simple fact of Villanova's best player has played in the Final Four and he's played a national championship game. But I think that when you get to points like this, where the talent is really even and the head coaches are really even, I just I want to give the nod to the team that's going to have more experience. Mm-hmm. This is a guy in Con- Connor Gillespie who just played a national championship game. He's won a national championship, which is really crazy to say because it feels like their national championship was a long time ago. <laughs> and just simply because of that, I think they have more experience. Um, and they their ability to win in multiple ways. You know, I just I have more faith in that because if shots aren't falling for Villanova, you know, we talked about this earlier, they 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 can still go out there and win. Mm. Whereas, you know, with Kansas, I know you mentioned their their defense and stuff, but It's a lot easier to play defense when when you're hitting shots.
1: Yeah. Agree. So, all right. So, you're playing your flag with Villanova. I am. All right. I'm rolling with Kansas. Okay. And and then Duke. Duke, North Carolina. This is the one that's... I can't divert. So, I think the only thing I predicted right on the last podcast was Duke (laughs) going to the Final Four. And I had them winning it all. So, I'm going with Duke, man. I Just, again, they're the most talented team. They are. uh, That's left... Out of a real, I mean, still really talented, um, yeah. four teams, but yeah, Duke—they're looking,
0: they just they really, really good. Look like
1: they've turned man. a corner, and and playing some really inspired basketball. So. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's just,
0: I I have to pull for
1: history, right? Like mm. like
0: I have to pull for Coach K to lift, you know, the trophy in his final game as you know the greatest college basketball coach that we've ever seen. And, you know, I, I think that the difference in this Duke-North Carolina game is just, you know, the talent that Duke has. You know, they've got like four guys who are going to go in, in the lottery, which is, like, that doesn't happen. Nope. Like, it's so hard to get that much talent. And then, you know, you look at North Carolina, do they have one guy who's going to go in the lottery?
1: No. Yeah, and so— no. They've got be- some talented, they talented guys, but not like that.
0: And so because of that, I'm I'm going to take
1: Duke. And so I've got Duke-Villanova. You've got Duke-Kansas. Uh, yes, and, and before we do move on to the championship game, I do co sign everything you said except Oh no. Except you're rooting for history and, and trying to oh Coach K's last year. I'm out I'm out on Coach K. Oh you that's
0: I'm out right. on Coach you're, you're K. You're not a Coach i I'm guy. not a Coach K guy. Most people aren't. Uh I just have a respect for greatness that I guess you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, touche.
1: I just yeah, I just not a big Coach K guy.
0: So is it so, so my my uncle, who is—I love my uncle to death, but he's one of the most stubborn people And like—how do I word this? Goes to extremes very, very quickly okay. kind of guy. Yeah. You know, like, um. Yeah. so when he—when I was talking to him about the Chris Rock slap, or my dad was telling me that they, they yeah. were talking about it. And my uncle said that one day there will no longer be comedians because people can't take jokes, mm. which is just— like maybe he'll be right. I don't maybe, know. Yeah. That's like an extreme take. That is like a very extreme
1: is, take. It yeah. is
0: a, and that's just kind of how he'll he is.
1: Cease to exist. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and
1: which is a wild <laughs> thing. That is, that is wild. The more I'm sitting in it, the more I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, I know, right? I need yeah. to have him
0: on him on a yeah, podcast dude, just amazing. To, to do that. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, man. And what was I saying? Oh, so he can't stand Coach K. He thinks that. He just thinks Coach K is really fake
1: mm. in terms
0: of, like, at his press conferences, he, like, tries to sound like this really genuine, like, nice person. But then, like, behind closed doors, it's just, like, a dick.
1: And it's kind of all good head yeah. coaches. And Yeah, seriously. To be, to be honest.
0: And have you heard what Coach K said to J.J. Redick? What did he say? So, apparently, J.J. Redick has a season where he finishes, like, third-team All-American, second-team All-ACC, is like the leading scorer and they get to the final four and they lose. Mm. And then you know how you have like your your end of the year meetings or whatever? So apparently JJ Redick had been like out partying like through the entire season, was like yeah. overweight and all that. And so he goes into Coach K's office and Coach K looks at him and says, We didn't win a national championship this year because you weren't ready to be a champion. Wow. Which is like, okay. If me is imagine being like 19 years old. And your head coach looks at you and says that. Which, like, based off of what J.J. Reddick says, it was, like, deserved. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you've got the instance last year where a student, like, asked Coach K a question, and he doesn't answer the question. He just, like, corrects him. (laughs) And, you know, he's got stuff like that, and that's why people don't like him. Yeah. And also, like, there's just players at Duke that they just have – very like punchable faces,
1: you know. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's so true. JJ Reddick being one of them. Christian Laettner. Christian Brand. Laettner. Oh my goodness.
0: The, the thirty for thirty on I hate Christian Laettner. Yeah, is fantastic. Phenomenal. By the way, phenomenal. Uh, JJ Reddick, Grayson Allen. I oh, mean, there's so many gosh. guys to, that are easy to not like. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, I think if if Connor Gillespie was in a Duke uniform, I think he'd. <laughs> I think he would he'd probably fall be, into that.
1: He probably would be that guy. They. I don't know if they have one this year that. Seems like they, I don't think I don't think, do. so. I don't think they do, but for me this year it's just Coach K. I think he has yeah. a wonderful he, face. He 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 is that guy. He it's is Coach right now. K he is. Year. He yeah. is. I yeah. And for me it's not that I do respect his. I mean you I know have you do. to. Yeah, you have to. And
0: he he is the goat. You know it's he's he kind of reached it's this. Hard. It's, it's hard.
1: Re- it's hard to argue. Not. I just I don't know the kind of the some of the way the ways he carries himself and the way he addressed even the way he addressed the crowd on people started cheering. For him, he's like, no, 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 no. And was like telling him to be quiet. He's like, be quiet. And I'm come on, man. Like, people are are cheering for you. They're happy to see you. And yeah. you're going to treat them like that. So he, he
0: told his player to shut up. I don't know if you or saw something. that. Yes, yes, he's, yes, yes. He says, players are coming over to celebrate. And he's like, shut up. But it, it seems like a more cheerful kind of thing. Not like a. Yeah, like it could a, have just
1: been his personality. I think just coming off maybe a little bit too harsh maybe than intended. But for yeah. sure. On to the championship game. Duke, Duke, Duke Villanova. Kansas, and I've got Duke, Kansas. Man, I both both are going to be awesome. Like yep. it is, it is
0: the blue blood in, invitational this year. Oh yeah, final is. four minus minus Kentucky.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> makes right. me happy.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't even get to take the first step. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. And so, um, yeah, man. Like if if it is, by the way, since we both picked Duke, that means I mean, there's no way that that they're winning. <laughs> 100%. That's, that's what that means. One hundred percent. And but if if we are right, if it is, you know, Duke and Kansas. Man, that's going to be fun just because you've got. I feel like I, I would rather watch Duke Kansas because you're going to have Baji, who's awesome, mm-hmm. and you are have Bankero, who's awesome, and mm-hmm. you're going to get these two really elite players on both sides kind of going at it. Yep. Whereas if Villanova plays Duke, it feels
1: good, solid team basketball versus like, like a group legit effort, yeah. stars, yeah. you know? And so, because like, look at the way Villanova and Duke play, just the differentiating styles, like Duke, like you mentioned in the Arkansas game. One on one, a lot man. of the times, like it's a, it's they're looking for matchups, right? They're looking for ways to exploit different matchups. And Villanova, while they're they're that innocent, I mean, they, it's not that they don't look to do that, but they also stay very much within the system, within the system, right? And and look to get the shots that you know that system creates. So and kind of stick within that. So hmm, yeah, two very different styles, no doubt. So I I'm I'm taking Duke. Me I too. Just, it's. Me too. It's just, it's too
0: good of a story. Like I have, I have to pick it. And it pains me to say, I know it I'm picking as well. See, I see. I just, I've never understood. Actually, I do understand it, but I've just never been a part of the the Duke hater crowd. I like Duke. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually, fact.
1: I actually like Duke. I do. I just don't like Coach K. That's fair. So I, it's well, a weird my, my kind of like, balance, like, I guess.
0: Like growing up, uh, 2015, when Duke made the run to the final four and, I believe one, they won the national championship that year with uh, Okafor and yeah, yeah, Grayson Allen. If you had asked me, Jonathan, who's your favorite player in college basketball, my response would have been Grayson Allen
1: because mm, that's just boy. I don't like Duke that
0: much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah,
1: and I, I think the main reason I it's weird to say you like a school but not like the coach. I just like because they they typically have some of the most talented players in the country, and so to it, it sometimes it's special just to see man this guy like these guys are. Freak athletes that are, are disciplined on offense and defense and uh, can make and can hurt you in a variety of different ways. So that, but I think more, I like Coach K as a coach. Just, Just maybe as him like as a, a person. person. Yeah, I think that's kind of where Which my. Which is fair. Because
0: yeah. the way that he, my my biggest respect for Coach K is the way that he has won through basketball changing. Like he won when, first of all, when Duke was terrible. That's the other thing I love about him is they were Absolutely awful for a really, really long time. Yeah. And then he comes in, and they start terribly. We're back. We had a phone go off in here. That was—this This is the beauty of podcasting. You can just pause it, and then yes, sir. And, and they keep going. No break in the action. No exactly. problem with yeah, it. Yeah, no yeah. problem with it. So as I was saying before we were rudely interrupted, <laughs> <laughs> Um, just the rise of Duke as well, whereas— you know, Coach K coming in and then being like the worst team in the ACC mm. to transforming them into what we know them to what they are now for our, you know, entire lifetime. I mean, it's, it's just, it's really impressive and it, it, just, it speaks to him, right? Because it's really, I'm not going to say it's easy, but I think it's easier when you get hired on at Kentucky after John Kelly after, uh, you know, John Calipari has been there for forever mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like maintaining the ship. Whereas, you know, Coach K went and bought the parts and, yeah, put it all together and then yeah, continued it on. Yeah, and so I just I love that about him. You know, it's it's got real me playing NCAA football thirteen vibes. <laughs> you know, t- taking uh, the UTSA Roadrunners yes, to sir. multiple to multiple yes, uh, national sir. championships from the ground you know? up, baby, from the ground
1: up. <laughs> love that. Yeah. So yeah, That's
0: love good. love That's Coach good. K, and honestly, in, any chance he he pulls a Tom Brady where he's like I'm done and, and then he comes back,
1: Coach K, yeah. Um, it'd be a real Duke move, man. It would. It would also be pretty idiotic if they ended up winning the national championship and yeah. he was like, "Oh, I'm coming back," because this is storybook, man. This is really riding is. off into the sunset, uh, solidifying yourself as you know probably the best coach in in history. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think there's he a does. couple other. Mm, oh, I, I'm thinking more of would he be the best coach ever if he won?
0: Uh, I mean John Wooden would really be your
1: only argument. And I think John how many 11. See, you had 11? He oh had 11. my gosh. But he in, also didn't think about this. Very different time of basketball. Very different time of basketball. Duke now is think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
0: Yeah. The cream my favorite Abdul-Jabbar story is apparently like freshmen weren't allowed to play varsity like Really? Yeah, his freshman year, freshmen weren't allowed to play varsity. Wow. So, Kareem Medal jabbar would walk out there with the JV team and go beat the varsity team. Oh, 100%? That, that yeah. was ranked number one in the country.
1: That's insane. Uh, but think about him playing for three, four years, or I guess three years. I, yeah. There's no one and done. So, think about Coach Cade having each guy for the minimum of three oh. years. Is
0: Could you imagine
1: yeah, uh, Paulo Bancaro playing for, for three years? Three years. Or Okafor playing for three, three
0: years. years? I mean, all those guys. Yeah, And...
1: Yeah, it's a long I think list you're right. of guys. So I think it's hard to compare. Would this be Coach K's sixth? I think it's his. F- yes, I it think it would be. Six. So he has five. It would be six. Yeah. I, I think it puts him in the discussion. Eleven's tough to beat. Um, I, my my argument for Coach K is simply
0: the way that he has won in different eras because he won national championships at a time where you know Grant Hill played for you know three years and mm-hmm. um, what's his name? We were talking about him earlier. Uh, Leitner played for Leitner, three years. Yes, yes. And so he's one kind of in that area era where guys would stick around, but he's also one in this one and done era. In this new era where transfer portal as well. Yeah. yeah, and I just I think that's a really impressive thing. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things with um, Belichick in the NFL as well, where yeah, the game has kind of changed, and despite that, he's still been able he's to been win. able
1: to adapt and win games. Yes, sir. So that's that would be the anchor in my argument. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. 11's tough to beat, man. It's kinda it like is. it's like the kinda like the MJ the LeBron. No, or yeah, oh I'm not Eleven. well in Yeah. Yeah. He has the I meant more of like
0: the, you can the have an argument, argument. You can have
1: an you can have an argument on both sides, but maybe one's are gonna always be right. I feel like probably Wooden is probably more like Jordan and maybe Coach K. Yeah. Newer style yeah. is gonna be For sure. More yeah. like LeBron. So and that's weird to compare. It is really To be weird honest, to right when I said it, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um. But similar style in that maybe there's not a definite right answer, but both sides have an argument and one kind of the favorite, but not necessarily so. For sure. Regardless, he's going to be up there oh, in, yeah. in the like Mount Rushmore of head coaches.
0: He'll be, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. If regardless
1: you, regardless of what happens, I oh, will say.
0: Yeah, you know, they could go get beat by 50, and I, yeah. it wouldn't his, matter. his
1: legacy I don't think should be. Tarnished, Tarnished. yeah, yeah. Unless it comes out that he cheated
0: in any way, shape, or form, which
1: that would do it. Yeah, that's a great way to tarnish the legacy.
0: That would be insane. (laughs) It it comes out three years from now that he was like paying players under the table. Let's be honest; it's Duke. They they have the money to do it. (laughs) They do, yeah. Jeez, gee, that'd be insane.
1: So I I don't have anything else. You got? Do you have anything else on just college basketball in general, or um, in general. It's just, it's been a fun year, man. This is the most college basketball I've watched in my life. I actually used to not be a big, believe it or not, maybe tarnishing a little bit of my uh, <laughs> credibility. I i actually have never been a huge college basketball fan. Really? More of an NBA guy until this year. Um, oh, yeah. What, this is the most I've watched by a lot. So, so, my, so my thing is, so I've, I
0: used to be the other way around where I would just like, I didn't want to watch the NBA because I told myself that those guys don't play defense. You know, I'll just watch when the playoffs get here and all that kind of stuff. Whereas now, I've definitely watched more more NBA basketball this year than I have in my entire life. Really. And just I love it. Just yeah. cuz, you know, the players are so good, they're they're so skilled. And then, you know, you watch college basketball where the players are nowhere near as skilled as those mm-hmm. guys are and it's just it, it's a really different thing, you know, even though I do enjoy Seeing the progression of players. Oh yeah, like James Harden at Arizona State is very, very different <laughs> from the James Harden we see seen Oh yeah, he is. And so yeah. that's kind of been the joy for me in terms of watching those teams play mm. or watching more kind of players develop. Like yeah, like jay Ivy in
1: in four years it's is going to be, be cool. really different. It's going to be really, really intriguing for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially he, after a performance like you had against St. Peter's, it's going to be. Hopefully, he's more consistent. Let's I hope. Would, let's hope that's the man, thing that both, gets better. Both fingers are crossed. Yeah.
0: Golly. But sh- shout outs and closeouts.
1: Yeah. Uh I wanna I'll give a shout out to let's see. My oh, so all Purdue fans that purchased tickets to the Elite Eight, because I know several that did.
0: Oh, that's uh, rough.
1: And just thinking, hey, Purdue's gonna win. It's gonna be and I'm gonna buy the tickets now, it'll be cheaper. Uh know several that did. So I mean, more of more of a yeah, shout outs, but also keep them in the My thoughts and prayers. Yeah, you. condolences because <laughs> boy, uh, and and I'm assuming they well, it was an easy sell. I'm guessing.
0: Oh yeah, you uh, know, just kind yeah, because St. Peter's fans are everywhere.
1: Yeah, and that kind of just <laughs> that kind of adds to <laughs> that kind of adds to a little bit of salt in the wound. Not only does your team lose to to a team like St. Peter's, but also you have to turn around and sell your tickets. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> because you don't
1: want to go to the... And most doesn't want to go to the game. So, definitely condolences there uh, and, and hopes that they got the tickets sold. And, yeah, besides that, let's see. Uh, shout out to, to Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. For re- having a crimson really chin, man. He just... He took that slap like a champ. Did you see it live? I did not. I did not. You I'm saw not it on Twitter a, afterwards? I, I don't know who didn't see it, yeah. I know. I mean, that was all over. Dude, just... Like you know, like his face had to be burning. I don't he know didn't about touch you. his face. He never like after he got slapped. He never was That's like my saying. face hurts or and you my, never. What a pro, Chris Rock, what a guy. What I learned, what we all learned. Number one, the professionalism of Chris Rock is incredible.
0: He's he got, not got assaulted
1: on stage on, na-
0: on national TV,
1: and he was like kind of looking around like backstage, like oh, we keep going. Like, all we're right, gonna,
0: we're gonna keep rolling. Okay, and there
1: was a moment. I will say. There was a moment where I thought he was about to just go in on Wilson. He and like almost start ex- did. He was like, oh, I could. And then he He just, stops. He stops. And I was like, mm, is it the better? Did he take the high road? Absolutely. But, man, what was Dude, going through his head. I would give anything. One of the funniest men on the planet. And what he was thinking of. Oh.
0: Dude, I'd have given anything to hear those jokes. Because, oh, you know, goodness. we had a bunch. Oh, my goodness.
1: And… Yeah, that would have been… Well, this is huge for him. TV.
0: So… His, so he, I guess he's about to do a show. I think, I think it's in Boston. And his tickets went from selling around 40 bucks a pop to 120 bucks a pop. Wow. I was so intrigued. I went, cause he's, he's coming, he's coming to Indy, right? He is. And it's like 80, 80 something bucks to sit down in like good seats.
1: Mm. I may have to giving him eyes. That. Yeah. giving him eyes. He, that is going to be. Will Smith just gave him content for an entire year,
0: dude. He could do an entire stand-up show on it,
1: probably. And
0: that, be- that is
1: going to literally spark his career. Not that he needed yeah. sparking; like he's obviously still he's a, big he's time. He's a Mount Rushmore but like, comedian. Like, but yeah. man, if he if anyone didn't hadn't heard his name in a while, they they're hearing it now. But also the inverse is true for Will Smith. Man, how do you win such a presti- Like that is a big award that he won the Oscars and, are the people who run it.
0: Are considering taking Provoking it away? It. Yeah, which I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on an opinion on that because part of me thinks mm. like his acting performance and how great he was has nothing to do yeah with that. But at the same time, you can't act that way at an event like that.
1: You can, you can't act that way anywhere, dude. Homeboy was smiling and laughing at the joke, and then Jada was not, and thinking about their relationship too is just it, it, it adds to the obscurity of the whole situation of like what they've been, what they are, like the the whole open marriage thing, the whole, all that. Yeah. And then adding in, she was like obviously offended. And yeah, did he take it too far? Maybe. I mean, she she does so suffer. I, she does have alopecia. So like that does. is definitely a, a nerve, but he was laughing. He was. And then the camera shows Jada obviously upset. She goes back to Chris and the next thing you see, Will is walking up. Like, yeah, and- can we not get a... All like do you know, like instant yeah. replays in sports. Oh, Yeah, you only see we certain angles. Angle. Give me every angle because I want to see where Will was. Like, went from ha ha, that was funny, to okay, I'm gonna smack this man on live television. Yeah, and seriously. then scream at him. Don't your keep your keep your keep my wife's, wife's name out of your, your effing yeah. mouth. Like, when did that flip? When yeah, did that, seriously. I feel like he kind of committed. Like once he stood up on the way up, I generally don't think he knew what he was gonna do. I don't think he did either.
0: And then I think he got up there and then was just like. I'm here. I have to do something because you can't just walk up there and then turn no, around and walk back. Exactly, because then you look like a loser. Yeah, and that's not okay. Yeah, and let's be honest here. Will Smith, we need to take him to like some boxing classes because the form's terrible. Oh, he was he was off of one foot really. Off, he like spun,
1: and the finish was <sighs> he had, was not no, good. He Didn't use his torque well yeah. at all. I mean, it's weird because he actually took boxing or like fighting. He's been yeah, in for, fighting for the scenes. The Ali movie, yeah, yeah, the Ali movie he was in. So. Yeah, hate to see that from him. I, I'm yeah. sure all of his trainers that he worked with were shaking their heads like,
0: man. I, I taught him better than that.
1: Yeah, brutal. And then but the, the he did follow through well, I will he did. say. He Good follow through. Good strong the follow through. The pose at the end? Yeah, that was a lot. He held it there. It he was, sure did. Um, then- <laughs> could have done without the screaming. Yeah. That was a little distasteful. Shout
0: out to the uh, the Japanese showing of it because they didn't edit any of that out. That's how I was able to figure out what he said. Oh, they didn't. Yeah, so if you go back and you watch... like because yeah, I didn't see it live, so... Yeah, and because uh, I didn't see it live either because who cares about the Oscars anymore? Yes, thank and you. Until now, I guess. Yeah, I guess until now. And at the same time, this is what Twitter's for, right? We get to see stuff like exactly. this. Exactly, we get and to see all the good stuff. So from my understanding to like for obvious reasons, you know, you can't have F-bombs on live TV here in America. And so they're like editing and cutting stuff and like from people that I talked to that watched it, It seemed like they're having like technical difficulties because they're having to cut in and out of stuff so fast and bleep Will Smith. So I guess people in Japan like posted the live thing and it's really funny because you hear Will Smith yell it, his phrase, you know, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth or whatever and then you hear the Japanese person like translate it (laughs) like right behind it.
1: That is really funny. It
0: actually was.
1: That is really funny. The
0: first time I heard it, I kind of caught me off guard.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. You're like what? "What?" Like what? What was it? Um, yeah.
0: yeah, I and then the memes.
1: Oh, dude, that's been an all day thing. The
0: Andrew Garfield one's the best one, which was he's on his phone like right after it happens, and the caption is Peter Parker texting the other Peter Parkers. If Chris Rock slapped in their multiverse. multiverse? Yeah,
1: that is good. (laughs) That is really good. I. I yeah, I saw some good ones. Um, <laughs> that's really good.
0: That's, I think yeah.
1: it was funny. They also there I saw something that had a reaction of all the different celebrities. Like yes. it was like a collage of like fifteen of them, and they some of them were like just so differently. Ryan Gosling was like holding back laughter. Um, I just my one thing that was interesting how quiet the crowd got. Oh, you could hear up. Did you hear drop. Amy Schumer when no, she came not. out?
0: So I guess that they rotated comedians. And so Amy Schumer did, like, her first segment in this, like, Spider-Man costume. And then it goes back. Chris Rock comes out. And then, you know, he does his bit. He gets slapped. Amy Schumer comes back out in, like, normal clothes. She was like, you know, like, it took me a while to get out of that Spider-Man costume. Did did something happen? Like, the vibe in here feels really different. No, Which is so funny. That's awesome.
1: No way. She didn't know. No, no. She knew. She was oh, just being was like just sarcastic being about it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Which is for just for a second, I was like, man, awesome. "Nobody, how can nobody tell?" Yeah, that is that is funny. And I think as a comedian, it's that's the toughest crowd to walk into. Someone just got assaulted, <laughs> and like the everyone has no clue what to do. Like this this guy. I mean, Will Smith is the guy, right? Like he is one of the most popular actors in America. Yeah. And to do that, man, I don't I'm, know. I hate that. I, I hate that. I know. Have this much dialogue about it because it's yeah, because you know it's, what I mean? It's sad it, that it is kind that's a big story,
0: and so. it's yeah, I just but like you said, like Chris Rock taking the high road, I think is really incredible. For him. You know, I, I feel bad for Will Smith because you know, we had Adam Sandler and Kevin James, and you know, the rest of those guys from those grown up movies waiting on him in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, they couldn't let their boy, they couldn't let that slide. Yeah, ah, that's funny. Oh man, good stuff. <laughs> It's, uh, all right, for real, that that is going to do it. Um <laughs> We've been on for an hour.
0: It is, think, with was, us, it's
1: not a surprise, man. Yeah, it's really not. It's not at I, all. I
0: thought this one. Uh, it's, it's a little shorter. It's like five minutes shorter. There you, you go. Know, it's fine. A little bit. Hey, break by break, man. Break by break, for We're sure. If we into the time, if you're good to do one after the national championship sure. game, yeah, that one would expect. That one will be like five minutes shorter than this one. There you go, and there you go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you go.
0: So that's going to awesome. do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for.
1: Take in Thank an you. hour out of your night to come on and, yeah. and talk, my hoops, pleasure, man. My pleasure, man. And wouldn't wouldn't be any other place I'd want to be at a, a ten fifty six p.m. <laughs> on a Monday night. Yeah, with work in the morning. With work in the morning. Hey, last Tuesday got up and got to tune into the pod for a little bit. I had nice. some people text and say, "Hey, you and Jonathan did a great job." So looking forward to that uh, again, just get, to get to uh, yeah hear hear what our people think. But man, it, it's been it's been awesome uh, again. Just hanging out. I I feel like little, just in general, this round, a little bit less exciting
0: in terms of the games we were
1: covering because some of them were just blowouts. Most of them were. It
0: wasn't wasn't great.
1: But hopefully we'll have a lot more to report on. Oh, we should.
0: It'll be a lot of fun.
1: Next Um, week. Next week. (laughs) That's right. We'll
0: be back. For sure. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmitz. I'll be back tomorrow. Matt Murphy will not be with another take for you. So I will talk to you all tomorrow.